combining two technologies can often be cumbersome. On this podcast, you will learn how Citrix Technology Alliances are solving industry challenges and empowering people to unlock their full potential. Here is your host, tech columnist, podcaster, and best-selling author, Neil C. Hughes. Welcome back to the Tech Fusion podcast, where in each episode, I explore how Citrix and its technologies can empower people and organizations to unlock innovation, engage with customers, and be productive anytime and anywhere. But today, I want to tackle the subject of cybersecurity. For example, how expensive it has become to recruit security professionals, how organizations are beginning to explore retiring those legacy VPNs, and how many organizations are trying to consolidate their apps and services and seeing how a zero-trust environment could work in their workplace, not to mention monitoring and analytics to measure security improvements, and also exploring Citrix workspace security ecosystem. These are just a few of the topics we're going to be exploring in depth today. There's a lot of great information in here, but enough from me. Let's get today's guests onto the podcast right now. So a massive warm welcome to the show. Andre, can you tell the listeners a little about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So I lead product marketing for Secure Space Access and Identity at Citrix. Secure Space Access is our product that covers zero trust or secure access to organizations, to the corporate resources inside organizations. Um, and identity, of course, is everything that covers um, authentication, you know, and other technologies that will secure access to resources either inside the organization or outside the outside organization. And Anil, you should be no stranger to the listeners as you are a regular on the podcast. But for anyone that's joining us for the first time, could you just offer a few details about uh, the kind of work that you're doing too? Definitely. Thanks, Neil. Uh, thanks for having us again here. Uh, I'm Anil Kumar, uh, Technical Marketing Manager at Citrix, uh, currently focused on building a security ecosystem through our Citrix Ready program and partners. Uh, day in and out, I help and work with a lot of technology vendors out there to help them integrate uh, and validate their solutions with Citrix and work with them to build uh, joint solutions and messaging, which will help our customers to solve uh, key challenges around security they are facing. Close to uh, completing six years at Citrix and uh, prior to that, I worked with uh, Fujitsu, uh, Hewlett-Packard and Capgemini. Uh, mostly focused on uh, building, securing, and uh, supporting Citrix solutions. And it's a pleasure to have you both on the podcast today. And the reason I wanted you both to come on the podcast at the same time was to tackle some of the big problems that everyone's talking about at the moment. And by that, I mean every business is now challenged with empowering its employees with the ability to work from anywhere and on any device. And also we have the rise of hybrid working to deal with as well. And for most leaders and security teams listening, there is a realisation that they're going to need more than a legacy VPN to protect their organisation. And I'm curious, from the, the conversations that you've had with all of your customers, what are the big questions that they're coming to Citrix and asking for your help with? I think first we need to baseline the conversation, right? So to understand what the problem is today. It starts with you, what you mentioned, right? So workers are now mobile. They are working from home, from the office. They are constantly moving. Well, maybe not right so much now with the pandemic, but we all know that we are uh, able to work from anywhere and we want to work from anywhere. 
Um, at the same time, we have all these applications that are, are we, we use on a daily basis. They might be cloud-based applications, sort of like SaaS applications that live in the cloud, your Workday, your Salesforce.com. But we also still have to use and access all those legacy applications, or sometimes not even legacy, um, those applications that are inside the data center. Now, organizations have been building and developing applications for the past 20, 30 years, and many of those organizations, especially the large ones, they still have a long tail of uh, business applications that are inside the walls of the data center, need to be protected, um, and they still need to be accessed by those the employees and, and, and you know, partners in general. With that, we also have another challenge, which are the devices. So we are not only working remotely and have this mobility, we have all these applications now that are all outside the data center, inside the data center, there's data pro that is happening everywhere, uh, our data is everywhere, uh, but also the devices, we own the flexibility to use any device, right? So I'm a Mac user, you might be a Windows user, you know, some other people are use iOS and so on. Um, so because of that, we have this um, dichotomy between what is a corporate device and what is a personal device, and how do we manage all these devices um, across um, our you know number of our employees in the organization. And of course, when you put all that together, it's very easily understandable that the number of threats and the attack footprint has increased increased drastically. So we're not only talking about um, the threats to um, the organization, but the threats to the devices, the threats to the user, the threats to the data. So um, these are some of the conversations that we are having um, with customers today and how we can help them to uh, not only protect and embrace protection, uh, but also how to simplify, how to unify their journey around that. Because many organizations today are dealing with you know, 30, 40, 50 different security applications. And that's of, that, of course, creates a toll on, their, on the IT management team and security teams. There's no way you can manage 30, 40 different applications uh, to manage security or to, or to uh, you know, prevent users from, from doing wrong things and for, for malwares from entering this, the devices and so on and still make, make sense of all this data. And this is what our conversation is all about. It's not necessarily only about secure workspace access, but it's about the entire journey. And we call this the secure, the secure access journey or the secure access story. And it's a holistic way of looking at a bigger problem, right? It really is. And, and, and Anil, for saying security teams are spinning so many plates right now, are there any trends in the kind of conversations that you're hearing? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to echo what, uh, what, what Andrade mentioned. I mean, with the current pandemic situation and, and when it all started, a lot of these, uh, enterprises and organizations had to, uh, uh, had to turn their entire or, or probably 95 to, uh, mostly 100% of their workforce, uh, into remote workforce, which, uh, I, I don't think any company was prepared for at that time. 
and and obviously it's it's a it's a, it's still a struggle for some of these companies to uh, first of all enable that remote uh, remote working and also ensuring that uh, these corporate sensitive applications are provided to these employees in a very, very secure manner that's one big challenge for them and and with the with with all the vaccination happening around the world it it could be a very uh, it, it may not be very far that some of these work companies would ask uh, at least half of their workforce to uh, uh, start coming back to work and 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 they still have to manage this uh, new hybrid workforce model uh, that that's another struggle or or challenge which uh, which the c level uh, executives are uh, currently having and uh, and and obviously uh, the byo story where uh, where obviously uh, companies have enabled everybody to start using their their own uh, set of devices to access uh, both sanctioned and unsanctioned applications uh, and and you have to ensure that i, I mean this obviously increases the attack surface for for cyber criminals and you have to ensure uh, although enabling a uh, byo for business continuity uh, is there uh, it, it shouldn't really be the main attack surface for the uh, for the attackers uh, and and last but not not the least uh, the security architecture the on premise vpn and and everything uh, which which are present on premises uh, that they are not scalable immediately right uh, i mean to increase the compute and and to increase uh, the number of vpn users it, it cannot happen overnight and and they are obviously not scalable so uh, so so these are actually some of the uh, challenges which we've been um, hearing from the customers and and from the field and i think one of the other challenges that i'm seeing more and more is just how expensive it is to become or to recruit security professionals now and i recently read on a citrix blog post that it can cost as much as six times to hire a security talent from outside rather than build those skills from within so there's clearly room for improvement there and andre can you tell me more about how security reskilling and automation can mend that cybersecurity skills gap that we see yeah, I think I wrote the blog post. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, it it is true, right? So there is definitely um, a lack of uh, well-prepared professionals available on the market. Of course, there are many good professionals, um, seasoned professionals in, that with security backgrounds. Um, and of course, they are hired by the big players in the market. So how do regular organizations uh, we'll hire people that uh, really have the know-how and understanding how to uh, manage security and implement security. So it becomes really a very expensive exercise to for organizations in general. So organizations need to start thinking about how can I first, how can I simplify my security footprint and how I manage security overall? How can I have a, this holistic approach that I discussed a little bit? But also how can I bring my users into the journey, maybe my IT users, my IT um, staff into the journey and help them to become a little bit more uh, sec IT security savvy. Uh, that's not to say that's going to happen. You can't really you know, convert a person that is not an IT expert into an IT expert in, in, in a week or in a month, right? But you can help them get there uh, slowly. But that won't be possible without simplifying processes and methods and unifying uh, vendors and so on. I think my point on the blog post was that 
based on numbers that the industry have in terms of hiring and recruiting um, IT security experts, it's perhaps easier instead of hiring your 10 security experts to hire maybe four or five and then bring your the rest of your IT staff on this journey. Because it's not only about securing the edge devices and applications, it's also about how you develop um, you know, security into your applications, how you protect your databases. There's a lot of things um, over a number of different systems you think about. Completely agree with you there. And I had no idea that uh, blog post was written by you. Talk about small world. And I will put a link to it on the show notes just for anyone listening so they can check out that post too. But for any businesses on a journey to retire those legacy VPNs that we've been talking about, can you tell me more about why they need to think more about zero trust and where they should begin if they embark on that journey? And and Andre, I'll, I'll throw that one to you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good question. So zero trust or ZTNA, zero trust network access, is a term that has been coined by analysts, and it seems to have caught on. Like there's a lot of organizations like talking about it. I think Gardner has been talking about uh, about it, and Forrester has been talking about it. And every time I talk to a CISO or a CIO, they it's they know what it is, right? So you know that there is momentum behind it, and the whole concept is that. We should not implicitly trust users, um, applications, and devices, right? So, um, and that's what we've done um, until now because we knew that once the user was connected to the organization, or if the user was uh, inside the walls of my of my office, they are connected and they are, it's a safe environment. And we know this is not the case, especially in this hybrid you know, working model that we have nowadays. So the whole idea of zero trust is that we need to continuously uh, verify authentication uh, and the conditional access of the user constantly. So it's not only that the user was allowed to access um, a no, corporate resource inside the network, but it's where they are coming from, uh, what device they're using, what is the IP address, is the OS patched, you know, is the, the, the OS encrypted? Um, but not only do that, but do that on a constant basis, right? So as an example, if you have a user accessing an application, uh, I always use this this easy example, a user is accessing an application, Salesforce from United States, and now they are accessing from Canada, but they're not supposed to do that. How do you actually mitigate that? So based on that, a number of different solutions start to pop up on the market and now, we at Citrix have a very interesting solution. Uh, this is called a VPN-less solution. So basically, instead of allowing users to connect to the internal corporate resources through a VPN, which is a virtual private network, is the same technology that we've been using for the past you know, 20, 30 years, um, which is a HTTPS or TLS connection to, in, to inside the data center, where pretty much you opening the gates of your corporate resources, right? Users get in and they get access to your network. And generally speaking, they have access to everything um, that it's out there. So it's very easy to have sort of like a lateral movement if it's a hacker who is accessing and so on. But then changing the way we're doing that, instead of uh, allowing the users come inside the data center, we have a uh, cloud service that controls uh, what the user is requesting. And we actually send that resource to the user. So in this case, if they're trying to access an internal web application, 
we actually sending that application to the user over at over a TLS connection, um, where uh, now we have a application layer connectivity instead of a uh, you know a connectivity straight into the networking backbone of the organization. There's some of the things that we are doing you now in terms of identity and contextual access and VPN-less connectivity. And more and more we see organizations trying to embrace that, not only because of the, of course, because of the security aspect, but also as um, Anil mentioned, with the pandemic, there was a lot of customers that were using VPN and they're trying to expand very quickly and they don't have the capacity. But with this sort of solution, because it's always an outbound connectivity, there's no problem with expansion. And because it's cloud managed at a SaaS service, uh, it's very easy to scale the solution uh, globally. There are some of the things that we are doing in terms of that. And of course, there's a lot of other security mechanisms on top of that, like because we are providing uh, the connectivity between the application and the user, and we we provide this service um, through the Citrix Cloud. We have the ability also to implement um, some features like you know control what the user can do with the application, sort of like download and upload and add watermark. So there are a number of security features and policies that we can start adding on top of what the users are doing with those applications and data to help secure the organization. There was a lot of content, um, but it's that's what zero trust is, is not implicitly um, accepting that the user is a good user just because the authentication is successful, but are constantly doing that. And furthermore, also creating risk, score, risk scores for the user and sort of like constantly checking all that. So much valuable information in there, Andre. And Anil, I'd love to bring you into this too. If we zoom out for a moment, can you walk me through the the Citrix Ready Workspace security ecosystem just for uh, anybody listening out there so they can navigate with a little bit more confidence maybe? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great question. So so partnerships are uh, really important for us. I know we do a lot around uh, security like uh, Andre just elaborated in terms of zero trust and the secure workspace access. But a lot of companies out there use a lot of uh, security solutions which they trust and, uh, and, and having that interoperation and compatibilities and the partnerships are really important so that uh, so that uh, enterprises who really uh, invested a lot uh, for a long term, they really do not have to rip and replace anything, but they could uh, slowly embrace the solutions which really make sense to them. And uh, that is one of the reasons why we uh, started uh, building this uh, ecosystem of security partners uh, around Citrix Workspace. Uh, it started a couple of years ago, but now we have a, a rich uh, set of partners and uh, in various categories, uh, which which really complement the Citrix's secure workspace uh, journey. Uh, before even I dive into that, I wanted to provide a little bit background about what the Citrix Ready program itself is. Uh, it's, it's obviously a technology partner program uh, where uh, software and hardware vendors of all types uh, develop and integrate their products uh, with, with our technology. 
And to become a Citrix Ready partner and to earn that uh, Citrix Ready designation, uh, these vendors have to validate their solutions uh, through a thorough and, and robust verification process, uh, which ensures compatibility with, with our solutions. Uh, technical specialists like myself and, and my team are available to assist uh, with the integration and testing process uh, on the way uh, to become Citrix ready. And, and partners, uh, once they become Citrix ready, uh, we can help them participate in joint marketing activities uh, to drive and generate demand uh, for their solutions uh, through some of the podcasts and web- webinars, which uh, we do. And, uh, and and these all, all these partner solutions are also listed in uh, Citrix Ready Marketplace. Uh, it's an online resource uh, which our customers heavily use uh, to easily search and find uh, compatible solutions for their uh, Citrix deployments and, and environments. Uh, now, coming back to the workspace security program itself, like I said, it was designed uh, to help our customers in their uh, digital workspace journey uh, by building this uh, robust uh, partner ecosystem of trusted security solutions. And, and it now includes uh, a new area f- of focus uh, on zero trust uh, with key alliance partners like Cisco, Google, Microsoft, Splunk, and many others. Uh, so, so basically, this uh, this particular Citrix Ready Workspace Security Program it, it provides uh, customers that comprehensive uh, partner ecosystem of test, trusted, validated, and tested solutions, security solutions for their workspace. And uh, we have categorized all these uh, different vendors and. Uh, various categories so that customers can really choose uh, which security solution uh, they're required to uh, uh, to to help their uh, workspace uh, security journey more easy. Uh, it, it includes categories starting with access security, which includes a lot of uh, identity and access management vendors, and and with uh, Citrix's recent. Uh, enhancement of the SAML feature in the Citrix cloud. Uh, customers can bring in any uh, any uh, any identity provider who supports SAML out there and, and utilize their uh, multi-factor authentication and passwordless solutions. And, and, and we obviously have the traditional uh, uh, vendors like Ubico and, and uh, TrustKey solutions who, who integrate with Microsoft Azure AD to provide that uh, complete passwordless uh, secure access with their uh, security keys, and 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 there's a lo- and there's a long list of uh, vendors in this space uh, who are also FIDO2 certified, uh, who are really uh, uh, who are really enabling a lot of our customers to embrace that passwordless access story, and then we dive into and endpoints like uh, Andre did mention with with all these. Uh, PYO uh, unmanaged devices out there. Uh, endpoint security becomes key, and some of our partners like Zimperium, Symantec, and and uh, Bitdefender, FireEye, and many others. They they really help uh, secure these endpoints and devices, both managed and unmanaged. And then then it drills down to uh, the network and cloud security. Uh, data security and uh, monitoring and analytics. Uh, and, and in particular, uh, with monitoring and analytics with some of our uh, uh, partners like SolarWinds and, and Splunk, uh, our, our products have that ability to push uh, push 
all the data which we've analyzed uh, into uh, some of these uh, leaders and sim space uh, so that it, it really helps IT admins and security analysts to have that holistic view of uh, uh, of uh, where, where the breaches are happening and uh, so, so these were uh, some of the examples, partner names I've taken, but but there's a, there's there's a whole lot of rich ecosystem partners out there, and and like I said, we've also expanded the program to include zero trust solutions right now, which includes partners like Google, Cisco, and Splunk, and Microsoft, and and a few others. And another topic that I wanted to bring up with you both today is the inconvenient truth that so many businesses out there and people listening will, will be in organizations that have 30 to 50 security partners with long-term relationships with those vendors. But managing the, these relationships and those solutions can be incredibly time-consuming and become a complete nightmare. I'm curious, are you finding that this prompts many leaders to explore how they can consolidate their apps and their services? And how how do you think we can simplify this complex uh, world of security and in, in business? Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about that already um, in yeah. terms of, you know, embracing not necessarily a single solution, but try to sim- simplify the process, right? Like I know that the products that we, we have at Citrix, as an example, we try to consolidate them to be managed through a single unified holistic interface so admins have a consistent experience, a policy that is created for one service is applicable to different services. So that goes all the way from like authentication, connection, protection, analytics and insights, sort of like getting all this, all this information together in a single process. And um, no, uh, CIOs and CISOs, when we talk to them, they are very keen in, in embracing a solution that, that will simplify uh, managing security overall for organizations. They know the big problem they have with those 30, 40, you know, in some cases, even 50, as you mentioned, uh, different vendors. Some of them, they will still use it. You know, they are critical, as an example, there are security vendors for databases, there are security vendors for uh, telco, they're all, all different services. Of course, we can't provide a solution for everything but whenever it's possible to unify and simplify operations with good products, right? It's not just you know, any product, with good products that will solve real problems for organizations, I think there is a very big appetite for that based on what, what we've been talking to, to CISOs in general. Absolutely. And on that subject of consolidating apps and services and simplifying complexities in security in businesses, is there anything you'd like to comment on there, Anil? Uh, Andre did point out some of these challenges of having uh, a lot of vendor, a lot of security point products uh, in a data center and the complexity of uh, managing them and, and how Citrix is working towards uh, having that security stack and also unified so that it, so that it becomes easy for the IT admins to uh, manage the entire security stack in their environment and also get that holistic view and, and all the analytics and everything in one single place. It, it really reduces that complexity. Uh, but I, but like I did mention earlier, uh, we know how uh, how uh, a lot of these companies have implemented security over the years. Uh, that there's a lot of point products uh, which they've implemented and 
which they uh, may not be able to get rid of them immediately uh, or they continue to trust uh, in, in some of these uh, vendors and, and probably it's working out well for them. Our approach is not always uh, rip and replace everything. Uh, we, we understand that our customers have uh, definitely made uh, these investments with a lot of thought in terms of infrastructure like uh, identity platforms, uh, SIM and SOC uh, products, and also web proxies, and and uh, and and looking to integrate with third-party products in, in each of these verticals, and uh, also to allow uh, for a seamless deployment uh, into Citrix workspaces. Uh, j- just to take a few examples, that I know I did mention this earlier, but but we integrate with some of uh, these key products like Microsoft Azure AD, Active Directory, and, uh, and Okta uh, user directories to provide that uh, contextual policies, single sign-on, uh, multi-factor authentication, and, and uh, many others. And, uh, and 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 in terms of the analytics, I already mentioned uh, Splunk, but we also have integrations with uh, Microsoft Secure Security Graph, uh, Microsoft Sentinel, and and many more. And uh, we constantly look for part who who want to integrate uh, with Citrix Workspace to help their customers. And uh, and 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 we also have uh, integrations in the work uh, web proxy and and policy engine space and and also uh, integrations with our SD-WAN solutions. So so it's always, uh, so so we do understand uh, companies have a lot of these point products and they may want to uh, consolidate into, uh, uh, consolidate their, this, these kind of complex uh, security infrastructure into something like Citrix's uh, security stack. Uh, but for companies who want to uh, still uh, continue with their journey or who are not immediately uh, replacing those, we have all these uh, integrations which we've worked with these partners uh, so that they can ensure that uh, the products are still interoperable and can work together to meet that security goal of their choice. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. No, as much we we say that yet, yeah, no, uh, CSOs and CIOs are looking to consolidate, which they are. They do have pairs that have been working well for a long time inside organizations. As Anu was saying, like you no, know, Okta is a big part of ours, which you know we have many, many, many customers that like to use them as they as the the IDP, the identity provider, and they want to integrate with Citrix services, with security, with Citrix workspace, which is the where we unify all the applications and gives that you know seamless consolidated view for all the users so that happens all the time and that's a critical uh piece of work that Anil and his team have been doing which is the validation of all these third-party solutions to integrate into that into our solution and create this ecosystem yeah absolutely and it does seem that at Citrix, you've got the incredibly nice problem of having many, many security companies wanting to partner and wanting to work with you. But I'm curious, how do you select partners to work with at Citrix and then ensure that you get that interoperation and compatibility with vendors? Yeah, uh, great question. So we really do not have uh, some something like a selection process. Yeah to onboard these partners but obviously there's a process uh, afterwards 
uh, in terms of uh, thorough validation testing uh, to ensure uh, compatibility and interoperability of our products together. So, so there's uh, there's really no uh, proper selection criteria there, but. Uh, so so it's kind of open to everybody but our main uh, main importance goes to uh, customers right a lot of these vendors when they want to uh, uh, when they approach us to become citrix ready or validate their uh, or want to integrate or validate their products with Citrix. It's mainly because uh, of of a customer ask, which they are working with. And, and it could be the other way around also, right? Because uh, a lot of our field teams uh, come back to us telling uh, there's an XYZ vendor, which the customer uh, already has. Uh, do we have any partnership with them? Does uh, does our products integrate well with them? So that Citrix ready, having a Citrix ready designation, obviously help helps a lot of uh, the security vendors out there to kind of uh, gain confidence uh, from from the customer. It, it could be a new cell, or it could be uh, uh, it could be something like they want to uh, continue that uh, uh, re- up- upgrade that that customer to uh, to a new level or anything and and like i said it could be the other way around it could also be uh, something which a customer is really looking uh, from citrix for uh, have uh, let's say they have uh, a huge security vendor uh, they uh, who's uh, which they've already implemented and and is trusting for many years and uh, before they know if it works on citrix they they are really looking they're they're looking for information in terms of what's been tested has has these companies been working together what's the resources available out there in terms of use cases uh, joint solution briefs etc so these are the some of the things which we uh, help enable the sales teams and the customers to uh, uh, to educate them about the partnership and and the use cases which we have with uh, uh, with with these partners and I guess the big question keeping every business leader awake at night is how can they better secure working from anywhere and on any device? So what advice would you give to listeners? And can you expand on how that you're actually working on simplifying that solution with your security ecosystem? The first thing you've got to do is educate, educate, yeah. educate, educate, help your team, your uh, team members understand uh, that they are part of the solution. Right. This is this goes beyond any security product or any procedures that you can have inside your organization. Once you do that, um, which is hard actually, it's, not, it's easy to say, but it's educate on on security is not a, is not as simple. Uh, then you then you have other things that you can do in terms of securing the device. Now you can decide if those devices devices will be managed by organization by the organization, or if you're going to allow uh, BYO bring your own device. They you know they use their own devices, and then the options start to go from there, right? So if you if it's a corporate device, how you're going to protect if you are allowing BYO. Um, how that you cannot protect, how you're actually going to protect user data and the applications themselves. And this is where uh, some of the solutions that we have in our portfolio help organizations in, and IT leaders to, to 
to support the organizations in terms of security, right? So we have solutions to support BYO devices. We have solutions to support managed devices. And it goes this way, right? There's not a single uh, answer for everything, but uh, I think it starts with education and then looking at products that are simple enough to use and deploy at scale. And generally speaking nowadays, when we talk about deploy um, at scale, we, we are talking about cloud services, right? It's much easier to scale globally, available in every geo. Um, we have different sets of technologies that you cannot have on-premise anymore. Um, and this is what um, not only the, the analysts are talking about, the Gardner and Forrest, but it's what CIOs and CISOs are uh, looking at as well. I'm not sure if that answers your question. But it's a you know it's a multi-pronged approach. No, that's perfect. And, and Neil, is there anything you can expand on that? Yeah, I, I think great answer by Andre. I think educate uh, education becomes the key, right? Starting from uh, the employees, the end users, uh, and and uh, and all the way up to everybody in the organization, educating them about. The security incidents happening around the world. I, I think I was reading one of the uh, report which Verizon produces every year, and uh, the num the percentage of uh, cyber attacks and in terms of ransomware and identity thefts which have happened uh, so far in the year is is, is probably uh, the highest ever recorded uh, in terms uh, with 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 lot of with most of us working remotely with with on our own devices, uh, managed or unmanaged. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, ensuring employees know what to click on and what what to ignore, what to report, and uh, and and uh, I mean that that would just be a start. But then uh, uh, improving their security infrastructure with uh, with with, uh, uh, with by removing a lot of uh, point products which 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 really do not uh, uh, help security, but probably open up gaps, get rid of them, have a consolidated approach. And and uh, obviously, uh, Andre provided the overview about what Citrix products can do in terms of security. Uh, but, but if you have other uh, products which you don't want to get rid of, but are looking for integrations or interoperations with Citrix's workspace, we have this uh, rich ecosystem of uh, integrations available to our workspace security program you could uh, definitely have a look at that hey new uh interesting uh point here um the 2020 um data security predictions report by gardner um says that 99 percent of the threats um to data security in your organizations are already known uh to the enterprise and its workforce so basically at the same um threats and the same um, you know, things that have been attacking enterprises over and over again. So it's clearly that um, there's a lack of understanding of what users in general or how they should behave because it's already known, right? They know how the organizations know how they are going to be attacked. And that's the most interesting part. It's like, if we know how we are going to be attacked, why are we are not protecting ourselves? Or why are we not preventing? Why are we not educating? Think that's a very very interesting point 99 percent of the threats are already known to the organizations according to gartner 
And as an ex-IT guy and service improvement manager, I'm all too aware that you can only improve what you can measure. So from that side of things, can you tell me more about your approach to monitoring and analytics and how you enable users to actually search, collect and analyze data from multiple data sources? Because that's incredibly important and cool, too. And uh, Andre, I'll throw that to you first. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very important point. And uh, it's something that it drastically improve. Um, when you have products that have been designed to work together because they all can feed into the same analytics platform and can start correlate all this data, right? So as part of our uh, security portfolio, we have uh, Citrix Analytics for security and it can be fed from different sources, uh, from different systems, um, not only from, like as an example, secure workspace access, but from secure internet access, uh, from CVAD, which is our virtual desktop um, application for on-premise and, and the cloud as well. And with all this data, we can start building a profile and score for the users and for the applications and for the data to start understanding if the behavior that is presenting itself is a normal behavior or is an abnormal behavior. Um, and that definitely, and then of course, create sort of like actionable insights out of that to like, you know, maybe block a user, block an application, uh, prevent a user from accessing from certain, certain you know, geo, all that in an automated, automated fashion. So uh, those are the things that we do today, but uh, having, and it comes with the whole conversation about the consolidation of all the security products whenever possible, and it brings all that together and it provides a much more powerful way to analyze all this data and make sure we are acting on it when when necessary. Excellent. And, and Neil, anything you'd like to add on the monitoring and analytics front? Yeah, I think uh, we analyze uh, a lot, a lot of security uh, incidents through our analytics for security uh, product, uh, but we also have the ability to ingest data from, uh, from other platforms like Microsoft Security Graph and Sentinel and, uh, and, and also the ability to push the analytics which we've done through our product to some of the uh, SIM and SOC products like Splunk out there. So, uh, for, for customers, it really becomes easy, right? For for a customer who's been traditionally using Splunk uh, or Microsoft for a really long time to uh, as a as a platform uh, for analyzing security, the ability to be able to uh, push uh, push analytics from our from from Citrix workspace as well provides that uh, holistic approach for them, so that they can. It, it really makes sense for them to get security incidents from all all the places possible and be able to uh, uh, digest it in one place and and take uh, decisions as per. And finally, is there anything else that either of you can share that particularly excites you about the future of the Citrix security ecosystem that you're building together? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a rich ecosystem of uh, partnerships and uh, solutions uh, focused on security, uh, mainly focused on uh, uh, interoperation with Citrix's workspace and uh, which complements uh, Citrix workspace. Uh, we know a lot of 
customers out there are uh, are stilling are still looking out for these integrations and are still valuable to them uh, so we uh, continue to explore and uh, onboard and and invite a lot of security vendors out there to uh, to come validate and be a part of this uh, rich ecosystem we are building we also have uh, a lot of uh, benefits which they can leverage once we uh, onboard them, uh, like uh, joint collaterals, uh, webinars, videos, and everything else uh, to spread the message out. And we have a very uh, strong marketing team who can help push these solutions and uh, market these solutions to the uh, to the social media and and many out there. So, so if you're looking for uh, information around how to uh, join this program, you could uh, drop an email to citrixready at citrix.com. Uh, we also have a dedicated landing page for workspace uh, security vendors or the ecosystem which we've built. You could do a quick Google search uh, with uh, keywords like work, workspace security program and also include Citrix Ready and you should be able to reach that. Uh, but but we are happy to provide any information you require uh, at that email address, and uh, we'd be sure to uh, provide that link in, in, in the description of this podcast. Well, a huge thank you to both of you for joining me on the podcast today. I feel we've covered a lot of information in a relatively short amount of time, and there's so much gold in there and valuable information, especially because we're talking about problems that every business is, uh, or challenges that businesses are going through at the moment and how we can overcome them together. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks, Neil. Thanks so much. Wow. What a great conversation. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed exploring the Citrix security ecosystem as much as I did today. But I'd love to hear more about how Citrix might be able to help you turn your security challenges into opportunities. So please email citrixready at citrix.com or tweet us at citrixready and join this conversation by sharing your experiences and maybe, just maybe together, we can bring your ideas to life and help build the workspace of the future. So keep those messages coming in and I'll see you all next time. 